It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Good afternoon, KPFK listeners, and to those of you catching our show on the web. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2012. We wish you a happy new year. We wish you a happy new year. We wish you a happy new year and a great 2012. It's our first show of the new year. Today, we'll go to the Rose Parade... To hear the first Occupy Los Angeles March of the Year. And we'll go up above Hollywood Boulevard at the Barnsdall Art Park for an exhibition that deals with the ambivalent relationship between city government and the arts. And Harold Harvey, the councilman, took it upon himself to to bring in artists who had won in the festival and uh, essentially you know, put them on trial, accusing them of, uh, of having uh, communist and leftist tendencies and uh, inspected the artwork for communist propaganda. Yesterday, with tens of thousands of fellow Angelinos, we took to the Metro Gold Line and went to Pasadena. Well, we're someplace on the Gold Line, which is a fantastic way to get around. People said drive to the stadium. It made no sense at all to fight those crowds. It's just wonderful public transportation. Los Angeles should be proud of it. Do you usually take the Gold Line? No, we're actually from Portland, and we're known nationally for our, our public transportation, our MAX line, but I don't think it is anything over this. This is fantastic. And what brought you to Los Angeles? The only thing wrong with this train is we look and it's a sea of red, all the Wisconsin Badger fans. We don't know where the ducks are yet. We came down for the Rose Bowl, of course. Well, as you can imagine, the train was packed with people dressed in red and yellow from Portland and Madison and with people who were on their way to the same place that we were. Are you going to be interviewing the Occupy group? I am. Where are they going to be? I want to participate with them. Is that why you came out today? Yes. Yes, that's why I came out. Otherwise, I don't... I see the parade on the TV. I've been seeing this. I live in Highland Park. I've been seeing this for many, many years. But this time, everybody's seeing the importance to do something, you know? Because this, uh, this is for everybody in the whole world. What's your name and where do you live? Uh, uh, Maria and I live in Highland Park. So we climbed out of the metro station up to Colorado Boulevard. With thousands of paraders and campers, we watched the Rose Parade and waited for the finale. Occupy Los Angeles marchers who had obtained permission to peacefully occupy the Rose Parade. 
As soon as the last official entry passed the corner, I think it was women on horses with a lot of silver and gold and American flags and fringe and cowboy hats. So the sheriff's department pulled away the traffic barricades and folks began to file out. No one moves very quickly when there are thousands of people in the streets, so most of the parade goers were able to experience the Occupy marchers bringing up the rear of the Rose Parade. The 99% was in a festive mood. There were young, old people cycling with televisions on their heads, people rolling in wheelchairs with slogans in their arms, and people walking with those V for Vendetta masks on, carrying signs that said things like, Robin Hood was right. Well, uh, this is Laura Love, if you, you want to... Yeah, I, I'm from Seattle, and I came here to occupy the Rose Parade because I believe very strongly that corporations and, and CEOs and banks have gotten incredibly greedy, and I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you came all the way from Seattle to yeah. Los Angeles. Yes, I did. I feel like we got to just uh, make 2012 the year we got our, our world back from governments. From, from from corporations <laughs> or and from the government. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. What does your sign say? Uh, uh, it says, uh, don't agonize, organize. And so the whole thing is, it's a peaceful movement, and the only way we're going to get change is by organizing peacefully. And this whole thing has been a peaceful movement. It's been magnificent. So, How has it felt for you to be on this, uh, the, uh, where the Rose Parade is for the first time? I've always wanted to be in the Rose Parade, and so now <laughs> I'm, I was finally, a lifelong ambition has been fulfilled. Where are you from, and what's your name? I'm, I'm, uh, my name is Hubertus Zegers, and I'm from S South Pasadena. And what kind of work do you do? Um, I'm a recently retired teacher. Our streets. What brought you out today? The people. This is a movement for the people, of the people, and it's all about the people of the whole planet system. And how does it feel for you to be in the Rose Parade? Totally liberated, and I'm sorry, but my voice is not well. But these are our streets, and we're just trying to spread the message that it's not just our streets, but it's all of our streets, and we're taking it back one soul at a time. I host a show called Here in the City on KPFK. My name is Sarah. Hello, Sarah. My name is Brett. And where are you here from? 65 of us came down from San Diego. We've been camped out at our city, in a city building for 87 days. They came up five times and tried to move us out, but we wouldn't leave. There's someone there 24 hours a day. We've been victimized by the San Diego Police Department by writing bogus tickets and uh, you know what, we're not leaving. Where, what building is it that you're at? The Civic Center, it's at 222 C Street, San Diego. Thank you. You're welcome, Good sister. Luck. Thank you. Good morning. I host a radio show called Here in the City on KPFK. Uh huh. And I'm wondering if I could ask where you're from and what brought you out today. Um, I'm from Pasadena. It's just like um, it's a very worthwhile cause. Um, the people should have power, and uh, and I'm one of them. Good morning. Good morning. 
I host a show called Here in the City on KPFK. Yeah. My name is Sarah. Oh, I Hi. love KPFK. I've been listening to that since I was a student at UC Santa Barbara in the 60s and 70s. Excellent. So could you tell me um, where you're from and what brought you out today? I'm from Long Beach and I'm a former school teacher and I'm out to help the people because I think the middle class is dwindling away. I'm opposed to this uh, government corruption and the lobbyists and I'm, I'm for uh, bringing back the middle class into some kind of uh, opulence that they, you know, we're turning into a third world hillbilly nation and I'm sick of it. As a former school teacher, what do you think is the most important thing that teenagers learn about right now about, about what's happening? Well, I think they have to get out in the streets and take it more seriously and not party and then get an education and be sure that they're more marketable when they do and we need to create good jobs for the graduates and get good education for them and put our people back to work. Thank you. For. My name is Sarah. Hi Sarah, I'm Susan. Hi Susan, I'm wondering if you could tell me what brought you out and what it feels like to be here in the Roseboro. Um, of course, growing up in Fullerton, watching this every single year. I haven't been since 1966 when I was five years old. But marching in is a lot different and having a blast. Um, I was living in, um, I was occupying LA for two months and um, lived in that tent and now I'm back in Fullerton, but I'm having a great time. And you were part of Occupy Los Angeles yes, in front of City Hall. I was. I was a chalker. Here's my bucket of chalk I have with me. I uh, chalked every day along the steps. Do you feel good about the movement now? Do you feel um, like it's Yes, I actually, I actually do. You know, it's, it's just beginning in a lot of ways. You know, I, I was really sad, of course, when we got, when we got kicked out. But I feel like we're going to come back stronger. Does that make sense? It sure does. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the Constitution of the United States. It begins with we the people. And we are the people. And all these are signatures of the people. And why are you carrying it today? Uh, because it's a part of the Occupy movement, which is to say that 1% of the people are dominating our country. And we are the 99%. And you are the 99%. And all the people listening to you are part of the 99%. So we all ought to be marching. What's your name and where are you? <laughs> My name is Bill Lesher. I'm from Claremont, California. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Hello, we are part Hi. of 
represent. I'm representing Sarah. unions. Oh, you're here with the unions? Yes, I'm representing unions, uh, specifically SEIU Local 1000 state employees. However, we do represent all state, all unions, all brothers and sisters in the union. My name's Sarah, and I host a show called Here in the City on KPFK. Okay. And I'm wondering if you could tell me what it is you're carrying right now. Well, we're carrying the corporate version of their constitution. How they want to, how they are the total opposite of we the people. It's we the corporations. Do you need shade? No, I was coming to say hello. Oh, hello. Um, how I host, are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I host a radio show called Here in the City um, on KPFK. And I was wondering if you could tell me um, what you're doing here and what your sign says. Um, well, my sign says, um, just imagine, which is the theme of this year's uh, Tournament of Roses Parade. So it says, just imagine living life in peace. And um, kind of going with the imagine thing and John Lennon, seeing as how he just celebrated his birthday as well, and or his passing and all that. But, um, what brought you out today? I, I, I'm from Occupy San Diego, and a bunch of us are here. Uh, we're scattered all over the place, but we have to be a part of this um, just to show that the Occupy movement is still around, even though they've gotten us out of our tents. We're now in the streets. So we're out of the tents and into the streets. Thank you. And going to hopefully make a difference in the United States and um, our economy and our social system, hopefully. The march yesterday reminded me a lot of the anti-war rallies and marches in 2003 when the U.S. first invaded Iraq. My, my sign says Robin Hood was right. Can you explain what you mean? It means he stole, he, didn't, he took from the rich and gave to the poor, which they were taking from the poor. He just gave back what was rightfully theirs, what they worked for. And um, basically the sign says a lot. It, it says a lot of different things, you know. It just, talks about the greed of the rich and, and how we just need to share and, and nobody's asking for anything. We all will, will work for what we want. It's just, it's, it's being taken from us. We don't have the opportunities that we had 20, 30 years ago of what this country was promised. And Where are you here from and what brought you out today? I'm from Riverside and uh, I, came out, I came out here basically just all my friends I'm doing good right now in this economy, but my my parents are losing their house. My friends' parents are losing their house. Uh, police brutality, all the oppression going on. I got started with the with the movement in Fullerton with the Kelly Thomas issue that happened. We were part of Kelly's army, fighting just to bring justice for for police brutality. Kelly that, Thomas, who was killed by Fullerton. six Fullerton police officers. He was a homeless, mentally ill man. He got beat to death by six officers. He had no drugs in his system. He was 135 pounds. They didn't even search him because they didn't think he was a threat. What kind of work do you do? I'm a union pipe fitter. So uh, you got a job? Oh yeah, I've got a real. I got a job that plays upwards of $40 an hour. I'm just, you know, people. I've been, I've heard a couple, a couple people say get a job, and I'm like, I make more than you. It's not the point. We're out here be, to help everybody. It's not. It's a social issue that we all, you know, we're getting sick of this. It's, it's, we're being lied to. Where's all the change that we were promised? This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara.
93.7 FM in San Diego and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City, that's H-E-A-R in the city, dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. Now, for the second half of our show, in 1919, the philanthropist and oil heiress Aileen Barnsdall moved to Los Angeles and purchased a lot called Olive Hill, perched between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevards. She imagined the place as a site of theatrical performances and artists' live-work spaces. It is a great place for creativity, with some killer views of the city on all sides. Miss Barnsdall hired Frank Lloyd Wright to design an arts complex, including the residence for herself, called Hollyhock House. Over eight decades later, the city's municipal art gallery is presenting the show called Civic Virtue at the Barnsdall Art Park. It's an exhibition that traces the history of both municipal support of and government hostility toward the arts. Jesse Lerner takes us on a tour with exhibition curator Pilar Tompkins Rivas. Okay, we're here at the Los Angeles Municipal Art Gallery in Barnstall Art Park with the curator of the exhibition Civic Virtues. Hi, Pilar. Hello. Welcome to Here in the City. Thank you so much for inviting me. So tell us about this exhibition. It's a survey of the city's support for the arts through two different exhibition spaces? That's correct. The full title of the exhibition is called Civic Virtue, the Impact of the Los Angeles Municipal Art Gallery and the Watts Towers Art Center. And these uh, two exhibitions look at the chronology of these two important art spaces in Barnstall Art Park, as you mentioned here, for the Municipal Gallery and the Watts Towers Art Center. Um, Both spaces actually uh, have about a 50-year history, 50- and 60-year history, respectively. So we were uh, wanting to talk about the development of these important sites and what they've meant to the cultural uh, and artistic landscape of Los Angeles in the post-World War II period, and also tie that into the early origins of the municipal art department itself, which is today's Department of Cultural Affairs, and tracing that back even further to the Municipal Art Commission, which was developed around 1903 by the city of Los Angeles. And you begin with Mrs. Barnstall herself and hiring Frank Lloyd Wright to design the Hollyhock House, which he imagined as part of some sort of cultural complex. That's right. Between 1919 and 1921, Frank Lloyd Wright developed Hollyhock House for Aline Barnstall and also two buildings, one of which is still existent on Olive Hill, which is where Barnstall Park is today. Aileen Barnstall uh, had, uh, was a philanthropist and also had a background in theater and imagined this entire hill when she purchased it in the, in the teens in, um, uh, as an enclave within the city of LA that would be um, a special space for for the arts and she imagined it originally as a theater complex that would have um, uh, 
that would house um, not only a theater, but also a director's uh, residence, and also imagined a string of uh, residences um, for artists that would be kind of live-work studio spaces all along Hollywood Boulevard. And her relationship with the city of Los Angeles was sometimes quite contentious. Indeed it was, and it was an interesting, uh, an interesting saga that went on um, uh, virtually from the, the, the beginning of her engagement with the city of L.A. in the early 1920s. Um, soon after the Hollyhock House was developed by Frank Lloyd Wright, um, Eileen Barnsdall was unsatisfied with the project and the way that it was developing and moved quickly to gift the house and nine acres of the hill to the city of L.A. But that... Um, that uh, that gift uh, came with some uh, qualifications on her part that included bettering the park, um, uh, developing it further, and also she intended on working out a deal with the city to gift an additional 20-some-odd acres to the city over a period of time. But those ne negotiations eventually fell apart, and... Um, and the city passed on purchasing that additional property. So um, things, things were very tense between Barnstall and the city. And um, eventually there was something that happened called the Battle of Barnstall Park, which was not a battle per se, um, not, uh, but, but it did include uh, Barnstall putting up signs and barricades on the hill to keep people from uh, cutting, across, but, uh, cutting across the park between Hollywood and Sunset. And then the police came out and um, uh, gave her a citation, you know, and talked about arresting her, and she became really, really upset, and, um, and rightfully so. And, and finally, when she passed away, uh, she um, made certain arrangements in her will that the rest of the property, that is the entirety of Olive Hill, be sold off to commercial interests, which is why Kaiser Hospital and the um, strip mall uh, occupy the perimeter of this entire park, which could have all been city park. Can we walk over to this section over here where your exhibition addresses the Red Scare that affected arts exhibitions here in public museums and public cultural centers? Yeah, this is a really fascinating moment in, in time and was a really intriguing part of our research in looking at the history of the city of LA in relationship to visual art and artists. Um, um, back in the early 1950s, um, there was quite a push against modern art or abstract art, um, and and that actually manifested in um, in hearings and trials that took place in City Hall uh, with members of the arts community and artists. And there was one city councilman in particular named Harold Harby who really took it upon himself to, um, to stand up publicly to, uh, to modern art. And um, before the Municipal Art Gallery existed, it took place, it, it actually, um, the first exhibition took place in 1954. The director of the Municipal Art Department named Kenneth Ross um, enacted uh, something called the All City Outdoor Festival, which continued through the 1970s. And these were, um, these were a series of public exhibitions that took place in public parks. And uh, in 1950, um, there was one such event at um, the Greek Theater in Griffith Park. 
and uh, Kenneth Ross brought in people that were experts in the field to award purchase prize awards in that uh, in that event, and um, because they were experts in the field, modern and abstract art were the most current kind of art forms at that time, those types of artworks were selected as the winners. But there were a number of conservative uh, art groups, art clubs actually, that were um, prominent in the social landscape of the city at that time. People like the um, painters and sculptors clubs, or they were kind of traditional art clubs that focused on landscape and portrait painting. They were very upset. They started to write to the city council um, about this, and Harold Harvey, the councilman, took it upon himself to um, to to bring in these uh, artists who had won in the festival, and uh, essentially you know, put them on trial, accusing them of being uh, uh, of having uh, communist and leftist tendencies, and uh, inspected the artwork for communist propaganda, and uh, publicly called these artists that won the All-City Outdoor Festival's Tools of the Kremlin. Although, of course, at the time in the Soviet Union, abstract art was prohibited. Socialist realism was the only um, acceptable form of art making. And you have one of the suspect paintings over here. Yes, this, um, this <laughs> sweet uh, little innocuous painting from 1953 by the artist Edmund Cohen um, called Bird on the Moon, uh, which looks like something that you could almost buy in a second-hand retro store to match you know, your kind of mid-century furniture, um, was actually something that caused a huge controversy when, um, when it was picked as a purchase prize winner and would come into the city collection. So it had to be approved by the city council. And again, Harold Harvey um, really just had this vendetta against this kind of work and um, launched a campaign against this small painting. Um, and it, there was a, a lot of press about this, and it came out in Time magazine. And, uh, and he said, if this is a bird on the moon, the moon can have it. And we have an image in the show also, a historical image, of Mr. Harvey comparing the painting to the work of a mentally disabled person. And then in the 1960s and 1970s, the space and the city support for the arts continues to change and evolve. Yes, um, it actually, you know, did an about face, and over time, um, it was really through the leadership of the director of the municipal art department, Kenneth Ross, that um, that you know he can he bounced back from these controversies, and uh, recognized that Los Angeles is a decentralized city and wanted to uh, support as much. Um, art in, in varying communities as he could, and sought out partnerships uh, with other arts facilities, such as the Watts Towers Arts Center, which became part of the city's purview in 1975. So the, the city actually continued to expand its support and, and, um, and try to uh, be as representative as it could, and that's something that really kind of came to its culmination through the 19, 1970s, 1980s. And we should point out that the other half of this exhibition is at the Watts Towers Art Center. That's true. That's true. That exhibition uh, traces the history of that uh, arts facility, which has been a community arts facility focused on arts education, um, actually got established. Um, well, really kind of started with a campaign to save the Watts Towers from the city itself, who were trying to uh, demolish the towers 
1959, and it was a group of concerned citizens, they called themselves the Committee for Summon Rodias Towers and Watts, that got together and launched a public campaign, uh, a letter writing campaign and promotional campaign to save the towers from a demolition order that was issued by the Building and Safety Committee, where they actually um, ended up doing a 10,000 pound stress test by hooking cables to the towers themselves and trying to pull them down with, uh, with a truck. But the towers proved stronger than the cables and the cables snapped and the towers were saved from the city itself. And that's it for here in the city today. Special thanks today for production support from Erica Anderson, whose photos of the Occupy March and the Rose Parade will be at our website, hereinthecity.org. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To yapping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>